Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't raise trade just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. Well, round eight is Fast approaching. I can't believe we are nearly two months into the season. It felt like only yesterday we were sitting here arguing back and forth over who would be the breakout front row forward. Would it be Daniel Saifidi or Tom Gilbert? Turns out neither. Um, it is our Lord and Saviour, Max King. Welcome to the Dual Position Podcast. I am your host, the SC Whisperer, joined as always by SC Adrianosaurus, my friend. How are we? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I, I was contemplating trying to top the dress as a lady, but I thought I'd go a little bit more normal this week. It's, um, you know, you can't can't be silly all the time. I mean, I think you probably could. If, if there was anyone in the world that could be silly all the time, it is you. A little it bit of housekeeping good. out of the way. This is not sponsored or anything, but yesterday I jumped over on the Fantasy Lab, which is a new Supercoach podcast with former West Tigers cult hero Tim Moulton and uh, an, al- an analytics expert... Uh, Josh Hailing, um, the link for YouTube will be in the pinned comment, so have a look. It'll be in the description for you audio listeners there. Um, f- feel free to check it out. Uh, yeah, I'm not sponsored. I don't need to promote it, but it's always good to see you know, two, two new blokes having a crack, and especially someone like Timmy Moulton um, having, a, having a real hot go at, uh, at the Supercoach space. But... Probably really getting paid more than we are, I'd imagine, <laughs> wouldn't they? Of course, of course. But no, look, I really enjoyed recording with them. Um, two blokes that just love having a laugh, and it was really... Nice to be on. Hopefully, uh, they'll get me on some more points during the year and we can go from there. But we are here with round eight. Uh, Let's discuss around the league and all the things that had happened. There was two big headline stories this week, both of them out of Bondi. I wasn't sure which one to run with. Uh, Angus Crichton is back or Sam Walker is dropped. Let's run with the feel-good story. Angus Crichton is back in business. He is... Back in the in the fold, back in the footy, and I've realised you're looking at me very confused because I haven't sent you the run sheet for today, so I will do that now. But how good is it to see Angus Crichton back in the fold? Yeah, it's terrific, actually. Um, I caught a little bit of the Reggie's game. He looked bloody terrific. And and look, let's not um, uh, forget Satili Tupanua is back in on the bench as well, who's been had a long layoff with the ACL. So, but it is terrific to see Angus back. You know, it couldn't happen at a better better time for them Roosters. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to cheer him on. I hate the bloody Roosters, but I like Angus, so I'm going to cheer him on. Fuck, it must be a tough life being a Roosters fan, having that boy should be suspended for a week, and you have to choose between uh, Angus Crichton or Satili Chippenua. You know, it's a it's a really, really tough life that they have over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next thing, obviously, we, we had already alluded to it. Sam Walker has been uh, dropped to Reggie's in favour of uh, Joey Manu moving to six now. Uh, we'll get to him in terms of the buy holes and sells, but you know we can sit here and talk bad about Manu all you want to try and steer his ownership down. That's not who Ado and I are. We're both very keen on him. We were keen on him before the six move. Now his ownership is going to go 
even higher. But just, I mean, last time he played the Dragons at six, he scored 191. <laughs> I think it speaks yeah. for itself. Manu, it's at 5'8". Uh, it's a big move. Um, Walker and Kiri, I don't think they've ever really worked in the two years that they've been together. I know mm. that Kiri's probably be, probably in better form, um, but I just I don't want this to, have, to be Kyle Flanagan 2.0. I don't want Walker to get drafted yeah. and, and it just and spiral out for him. Uh, look, I reckon, um, yeah, I reckon it didn't work with um, those two in the halves, but I think a running Manu there will uh, primarily running. He's not going to be in two minds of trolling the ball. I think he'll do it um, perfectly fine, Kiri. And I, I, I echo your sentiments. You know, a lot of people like Manu's been dog shit um, this year. He's been up against some really hard matchups and he's come back from injury as well. Look at his next three games. And, and even with the 111, I would have got him, I would have put him down to go close to that. If you put him in the 5 8 position, he's getting so much more um, ball. Yeah, he'll cover this 111 this week. I have no doubts. God, I, I would hate to see what uh, what him doing well is because if he's been so, so poor, he's still averaging just, averaging just a tick under 50 and I don't think I've seen him do a whole lot. So when it does click, it's going to be absolutely electric for Joe Manu. Yeah, I'm very, very keen on the move. Um, I have ma- I had massive balls, Ado, back in round five when it came to captaining Nico, bringing him in. Not too sure if my balls are big enough to, to captain Manu, but if you did it, you couldn't talk me off it. Uh, the next thing is a few cheapies have been named for, for super coaches. Uh, what kind of relevancy do they have is, is a different question. Declan Casey and Buller. Casey from the Bulldogs, Buller from the Tigers. Both those guys only available at fullback for Supercoach. So I would think their relevancy is pretty low. Um, I mean, I've seen some people bring them in. And this is the problem with... It's the reason why I don't look at people's trades. I don't know about you, but when people send me their trades at 11 o'clock on a Monday, I'm just like, bro, chill out. Like, we need teams to happen. And a lot of people were banking on Gerald uh, Skelton to get named from the Bulldogs. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so it was a big, big kick in the guts for, for them. However, I'm assuming you're not going to be going anywhere near Buller or Casey only being available at fullback. No, I'm not. Um, I would. I was like you. I was hoping for Skelton. But even then, I wouldn't have felt like it was going to be a long-term thing. Probably the best um, news out of the week is is seeing Simmonson on the extended bench and Hayes Dunster holds. He's probably at a good price point for people. Um, and, and I was arguing with Supercoach Guns on my podcast how boring Remus is because it's 35s, but at least it's a bloke who you know is going to play the 27 rounds. So, yeah, yeah people are probably going to have to rethink the thoughts on, you know, bottom price GP, unfortunately, I think. Yeah, uh, we might get one next week with Jared, not bottom price, but we might get one next week with Jared Croker. Seeing that he's the third most traded in player this week is mental, um, considering yeah. Ricky could just drop him at a drop of a hat. So I would definitely be waiting until next week. Um, however, someone that I'm not waiting next week on is Jake Granville. Yeah. Back to the bench. I don't care. Uh, he's 240K. Um, but that ties into Jason Tumbalolo being out for six to eight weeks, Ado. Uh, getting yeah. some cartilage done on his knee. Not good for them. Great for Ruben Cotter. Uh, and therefore, I think, okay for Jake Granville, who will cover the more, most important round 13 buy with Cotter. 99.9% being picked oh, for Origin. Such an ugly trade, man. It's such an ugly trade. Are you boosting for, for Granville? Um, look, let's lead with the headline of boosting for Manu, but yeah, look, in theory, it's boosting for, for Granville. Um, Liam Martin right. has redone his hammy. Uh, ah. Now, look, not great for him. Great for Zach Hosking. The big concern was Luke Garner and Martin on the extended bench, and it came back that, you know, Lindsay Smith dropped out of the side. Liam Martin came back in. Sorensen went to the bench. As a Lindsay Smith owner, wasn't fantastic to see that. Um, but, you know, he's redone his hammy. Luke Garner has still managed to reserve grade. 
So Hosking is all but basically locked in. Um, he got 60 points in the weekend. I don't think I saw him in the entire game, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, I floated because I was obviously, I'm boosting for Manu, you know, um, but I was floating the idea of selling him and fuck, I got uh, messages galore, everyone calling me an absolute shit and change your name to Losersaurus, you know, <laughs> so um, he looks like, um, look, the TLT was was great. I think it enhances him for rock solid into that team and his scoring has been good. Um, I, I know he did get a ton early and it's sort of more like 50s, 60s. But that's still really good, and he's in a very good team. He scored 60. I don't think he got any attacking stats at all, so, you know, it's perfectly fine. Keeper status. Unfortunately, uh, Jacob Kraz, who I also thought was keeper status, is out for three weeks, which is not great. Uh, I was at work. I All I heard was, oh, Kraz goes down. I looked up. My pride and joy was laying uh, back flat on the park, and I was like, oh, shit, ACL. Look, uh, three weeks. If it, was a- if it was an ACL, it's an easier sell. That's as awful as that is to say. Three weeks. I've had some people ask me, do I sell or not? And the only the only thing I would say to that is if... Who's a similar price? If Ruben Garrick was on a three-week three, three week buy, would you hold him? And the answer is probably no. So therefore, I would probably sell Karaz. He also has a monster break even to come back to. Um, so you can you know very, very easily hold uh, hold off getting him. Uh, uh is out for a week with a HIA. Um, that's, you know, massive fan, uh, super coach news. I think everyone owns him. So monster, monster news there. Uh, Keon Golomatangi, six to eight weeks. Uh, looks like he's mm. going to be out. He's going to miss Origin as a New South Welshman. I'm very happy to, to hear that because I was very scared about coming up against him. However, mm. for the bunnies, it's probably got some, uh, probably got some ramifications for Jai Arrow, some ramifications for Jacob Hoss, who's probably, you know, locked down his spot as well. Uh, and then Michael Cheekham looks like he's filling in uh, based off this teamless Tuesday. Arrow, Hosk, Cheekham, any of those taking your fancy? Uh, not really. Um, look, Arrow, he, he he looked pretty good to me last week, but he's just one of those ones that always sort of lets you down. He's it, Last week it was good, but he is a bit plottish. Um, they're about to go into a hard draw. Uh, I've never been too excited by host or, or Gcam, so I won't be touching him. No, no, nor am I. Uh, I'm already taking a pun on one very boring supercoach player. Don't want another one. Um, cool. Nat Busher out for one game with suspension. Tui Kamikamika out for two games. Kenny, Kenny Bromwich out for one game. Um, Kenny Bromwich has some relevancy on uh, Coley Lemelemu. Looks like he might get one more one more week. If you do own him, he was a pretty good buy a couple of weeks ago. Do get another week in the sun there. However. Let's move on to the 10 things that we learned from the week gone by. I'll run through the first five because I was the one that did the first five. Ado will do uh, six to 10. So number one for me, Ado, Hooker stinks. I don't care if your name's Cook, Grant, Robson, Coruscant, whatever. Hooker stinks. Hooker is just, it's awful. Look, Harry Green, he's still averaging 70, but he hasn't had a try assist since round two, I'm pretty sure. And um, he hadn't gone more than two games since like 2021 with that stat. So he's dried up. Munster's taking some attack. Melbourne don't look good. Cook is just regressing. Robson is shit without the Cowboys being good. Um, I mean, JMK is probably the only quote-unquote premium booker that's doing anything. Um, I used to think Blake Broly was a very, very safe option, but before last week, he was scoring 35, 40s. It's it's rubbish. I mean, Sonny Luke is not getting the minutes. Uh, Braden Hands is, you know, just stuck behind Josh Hodgson. It's fucked. It really is. And I mean, look, is I, it is I, it is it is it Jake Granville season? No, I'm, look, I 
people are selling um, grant and they're going down to like a sunny Luca. They're banking a whole bank of cash. But then you have to find another that, starter. I did that with the cheese a while ago. So I'm, I'm running with a grant and a, and a sunny Luke. I'm not going to go double cheapy. I'm not going to go a midi and no. there's no good options. Like you said, it's, it's dog shit. So I'm probably just going to ride Harry with his less minutes and hope that he sort of um, has a big game this week and, and burns people that have, Remember, remember in the pre- remember in the preseason we we floated the idea of selling Harry Grant round nine um, because of the the origin and and the buy and everything. I just I can't because there's no one to fucking replace him with. Like as much yeah, as I mean, I'd love you, to sell if Harry, you had Harry Grant and Reed Marnie, I would sell Grant and bank the cash. You know, I'd do a Grant to to a Sunny Luke because you've got a decent enough I'm, I'm backup in, in Marnie who's in sort of sixties. You know, so is he? Uh, that's, <laughs> is he because is he's, he's just been, he got one score of like seventy last week. Apart from that, has been fuck all. I'm selling. I'm selling Marnie. I'm just gonna. I'm going to hold Grant off and probably just roll with Granville next week. I mean, I'm not sold on the idea. I might sell Grant this week and keep Marnie. I'm unsure, but um, yeah. I mean, number two, bad weeks happen. I think we can definitely get behind this considering last week. Bad weeks happen. Don't panic when the high ownership guys flop. Everyone's in the same boat. If Tom Trevojevic... Uh, doesn't score more than Will Warbrick. I'm gonna get my plug in there because I benched him. I was very fucking happy with that. Uh, it it does it affects everyone. Like it's it's not just you. Look, if you're yeah, pot, like you'll be you bringing Gilbert, and then Moali scores more than him off the bench. <laughs> Shout out to Moali scoring fifty <laughs> after doing nothing. What a what a legend. Um, yeah. Look, high scoring players and they score bad. Don't stress. It sounds simple, but just remember that. Number three, the good teams are starting to click. Matchups for them will be key. Sharks. Uh, I think the Roosters head into a really, really good draw. Uh, although I'm, they're not back, but I do think they will click. But definitely the Sharks and the Panthers, they are two sides that are, you know, humming and, you know, you want assets from them. We highlighted in the preseason about that Sharks left-hand edge. Uh, barring round one with no Nico Hines, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo hasn't gone under 60 all year. Hines is averaging 130. Uh, Teague Wilton is putting up 60s for fun and Sifatalakai is just as explosive as what he is. The Sharks left edge is fantastic. Cleary's averaging 90. To'o is deciding to find some form. Hosking, we know, on that right-hand side is really clicking as well. And Dylan Edwards is out the back uh, sweeping and making plays too. So these... Taruba's catching a cold out there because Targo fucking... He, he's, he's learning off Critter. Yes. How to not pass the ball. Well, I don't know what happened because last year the left was so good. It was Dungo and, and Talon May, and they were just killing it. Now, now he just doesn't want to pass. But, yes, that right edge is where you want your stocks in. But, yeah, the good teams are starting to click, so um, we want to probably start loading up on those guys. Number four, Latrell, Walsh, Cody owners. You know, they've been in the bane in my existence, especially fucking Reese Walsh the past six weeks, a little prick. Um, and Trell and Cody, look, if you own any three of those, you're you're heading into a... Into a, I think a pretty crucial moment for your season. I'm sure you would agree, Ado, because Reese Walsh has been the best fullback in the game by far. We can all agree the Broncos have been kissed on the dick with the draw, and they do come into it a little bit tougher now, as do South. So if you want any of those guys, then it will be, you know, a very, very telling time over the next, say, month or so with, with fixtures and see how they bounce back. Number five, now is the time to start prioritizing round 13. We had this question back in round three, round four. Oh, when do we start worrying about the buys? Now. If you're tossing up between player A and player B and player A plays the bye and you can't split them, definitely go with the one that plays 13. One's a Kiwi, one's an Aussie, go the Kiwi. You know, one's on the fringe of playing Origin, one's solidified, go the one that's not. Like, now is the time to start planning out. Um, I wouldn't... Tell me what you think, Ado, because this year, you don't need to go as hard. You don't need to get 16, 17 names in there. You probably only need to get 14. 
um, with yep. the t- with the top scoring thirteen, but you still need to probably field a squad of thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so now just filter it like by how you how, how many you've got, and 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 you kind of get a feel for what you've got to do now before round thirteen. And like you said, now that should be something that enters your mind when you're choosing between player A and player B. It, it's what I'm doing this week when I'm thinking of a sell. Um, I'm thinking between you know round thirteen and and not. So you've got to start thinking about it and. You know, just pumping those numbers up, um, I think, yeah, to 13 probably for those um, buyers. So um, have a mind on it. Absolutely. And what are the other things that we learned from the week gone by, my friend? Number six, sometimes a surface sell isn't necessarily a sell. Um, you know, we've thought that Khan Pereira was a sell at a point as well and that he was maxing out and he got a good score. He scored um, okay last week and he is up against a 70 this week, but he's the kind of player that goes up and down. Um, and there's every possibility that he has more money to make. That's all I want to point out on that. Someone like Alamotti, I think, is looking better in actual NRL every week. He did have a low game when he was shunted out to the wing, um, and there's been, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, stuff happening in, on the field that's shunted him around a little bit, but when he gets to line up in centre and he gets to play in centre, I think he's looking pretty good. I think he's getting better every week, so I get a feel like he could have a resurgence um, as well. You know, safe sort of 45, 50. So people are probably selling him this week. And, you know, we've got Val who's doing the same sort of shit and the Cowboys suck. So maybe you could, I don't know, I'm going to hold Val personally, but sometimes a surface sell doesn't necessarily um, mean a sell. Like for you, you saw you got Lindsay Smith back in this week. I've got Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yeah. Last week, but he's come back in because Sue is out. Fuck, so, this is, this is um, the state that our teams are in that I'm cheering Lindsay Smith getting named on the bench <laughs> and Ben Murdoch Masilla's back in the starting lineup. Oh, yeah, so I just think you don't get too scared sometimes when they're up against a, a B that might be a little bit more than what they have been doing because if they get close enough to it, they don't lose too much money and, and you, there is a chance that they could get some joy uh, and restart their what money. Do you, what do you think about what do you think about the crowd that say, oh, don't buy Manu, don't buy Garrick because of their break-evens? I just think it's stupid. I mean, if you're going to buy them, fuck, I'd rather buy them now and bank the 80... Look, yeah, look... Their break even is 115, but if they score 100, fuck, who cares? Like, they're yeah. keepers. They're, they're, they're going to be both, in your team. I'm, I'm tipping them both to get 100 this week. So, But that's yeah, the thing. Like, I understand that. If they lose a few dollars, it, you are banking 200 points if you bring the, one, those two guys in. If you're not team. buying a keeper, I understand it, waiting. But, like, how did waiting on Nico Hines go for everyone that wanted to wait because of his monster break even? Like, I just think if you're buying Manu and Garrick, you're buying them because they're going to be there in round 27. And yeah. I've got Toto, Val, Manu, and Garrick now. Fuck, mm. bar- barring injuries, I probably don't have to make another centre wing trade. And mm. yeah, look, they got monster break-evens, but who cares? Like, they're in your yep. team. you got the funds there now. What happens when you look at Manu's 115 break-even, he scores 150, and you go, oh, fuck, you know, I was going to buy him, but I was put off by the break-even. Yeah, well, on the most sold this week is Tapani. Now, I don't understand why people had Tapani in their team. They knew that he was going to be on the buy this week. You know, he's still a premium front row forward, and he's, he's a Kiwi, so he's not going to go off to origin. So... And he's going to be there as a round 13 number. So I don't understand. They play the 13, I think, the Raiders. So yeah. I, think, I, I, I think just people... don't get that one as a sell because they're on the buy. It doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I also think people are very scared of playing someone lesser than what they normally would. But I think you, ha- I think you, have, to, um, I think you have to take that this year. Like, you have, yeah. to, you have to realize that you're not going to be playing your best 13 every week. And, and for me, look, I understand that Jake Granville will probably stink it up next week. But it allows me to keep Harry Grant. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. Yep. Like, am I going to sell Grant because he's not playing one week? No. 
Yeah. Um, number seven, picking an alternative to a decent player. They either have to score the same for cheaper price or they've got to outscore them. The, you know, cl- like the, classic, see... the classic picking a pod for pod's sake. If you're yeah, picking well, a pod, right, he and, has and... to perform. Yeah, and I mean, look, people are going bringing in that Tupu from the West Tigers. It's a horrible matchup for him this week, and he got 111 last week. The three weeks before that, it was 30s and 40s. So if you're selling an Alamotti to him, yes, he's got a, sl- a slight negative break even, but I think you've got to look at him as a 40s. So you're selling a 40s player in Alamotti, and you're grabbing a Tupu for 40s. And I just think that that's sideways. So um, for me, I just think if you're going to go on, if you were selling Alamotti, get him up. Use your funds to get him up to a Val, or, or not to a Val, to a Garrick or, or a Manu. Don't go sideways to these guys just because... Tupu might make an, uh, 40 grand. It's not worth the 40 grand. You've got to put a price on a trade and j- people are just sucked into the 111 from last week. Either, oh, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Either go down to Jared Croker or fucking go up to Ruben Garrick. Like just yeah. just trading out Alamonte for Tupu for the sake of making, yeah, a couple of couple of bucks is what it's yeah. two trades. And, that... and like I said earlier, sometimes a surface sell isn't there and all it takes is a try for Alamonte and he's back up again for scoring. Number eight. We're seven rounds in, and a green and red arrow um, is such small margins. It can be like landing a, a captain or a vice. For me, I was probably on to make better green arrows last week, but obviously Karaz went down. I was winning eight out of my ten head-to-heads, um, and a couple of them didn't have Karaz, which was nice, and he obviously went down. It's unfortunate, and sometimes that's the margins we're getting. You get a HIA, you lose a player for the rest of the game, and, and even now you might even lose them for next week. It's just such small margins, and there's oh, so much of a lottery mates. involved in it. It can come down to just um, last week our top scorer was Trell with 122. So people looped him, and it was probably the better move, you know, maybe by a couple of points, but, um, you know, there's such small margins just, this just year. To put That's it, why it just seems to, like you can't catch up. Just to so put in, into perspective with those small margins, mate, if I traded in Walsh over Karaz in round three, um, I worked out I'd be 320th. So yeah. it, it just shows like how small the margins are. One trade has cost me 6,700 spots. Uh, yeah, sorry, no, so, 5, I mean, look, spots. and this week I reckon, you know, people who get Manu in, he, he now come becomes at 5'8 in that softer matchup. He's, he's got a good record against them. He becomes another captain option. Obviously, people are thinking of Hines into Turbo, but I reckon now with Manu named at 5'8, that adds another extra sort of layer to, layer to it. And those little differences, I think, um, can make all the difference this year. And, you know, um, you, you, you know, I got a thousand and whatever, 50, 60 last week, and it made me go up 500 spots. It wasn't a great score. It was just a mild round. Um, number nine, it's very wise to jot down. Let's just jot, jot down now, round eight to round 27, and loosely work out your trades. Um, however many boosts you got left, however many trades, like, are, are you going to be boosting this week? Are you going to have any boosts left? Uh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have none left, and I'm probably going to have none left either. Everyone thinks we're fucking crazy, but I've saved five trades, so I'm, I'm trades are trades, man. It just means that when you can do three trades to make your money work in one trade, I might have to just go and get a bit of a run-up to use my trades, but I've just written out my trades around 8 to 27. I figured when I'd like to ma- use two some weeks where I feel like I can save. Obviously, Things are going to crop up that mean I have to change that order. But all they're going to do is change one or two things in that order. Or a week where I was going to use two, maybe I plan for one. Um, and I think you'll actually put your mind at ease if you do that because you'll realize, oh, that is so manageable for me now. So if you're thinking about doing a trade this week, you're like, oh, no, I better not do it because I'm wasting trades. Right round eight, all the way to 27. You can almost max trade if you save every now and then a little bit. You can do it so easy. I've 
set it up so I max trade for like the last 10 rounds. I um, also I also think at this point of the season we should be doing a lot of 2 for 1 trades. Um yeah. a lot of a lot of fucking I don't know Alamotti and Akam Pereira to a Croker and a Garrick type deal like a lot of these yeah, not not a not a junior tupo type type trade because it's just yeah, it's, it's a race to get your premium great players in your team, a stacked center wing, two gun fullbacks, you know. Maybe Hooker's not there for us this year, but I think you now with the introduction of Matto and Gus is back and you know, we might have some more premium options in the second row. You just try to get your starting lineup as nice as you can, as quickly as you can. Um, but I think if you jot down your trades and you see have a have a loose plan. I just I've got that now saved. And I'm going to go back and refer to that and, and try to stick to my plan or, as long as nothing happens. Or to, just, to or just write, it. or just write down ten names that you want, and then each week just tick them off. Just tick them off. Mm. Number ten, panic moves re- rarely come off. Um, sometimes you're in a head-to-head and you see that that person had a really good VC, and you're like, um, they might have the same captain as you, and you think you should you do something different. Well, you probably shouldn't because most of the time it doesn't work out. The captains are pretty obvious, I think, a lot of the weeks, and People make these panic trades or they bring in someone as a panic um, move because they think they're going to miss out and they they do things that fuck their team, you know? So, um, yeah, I just would be careful about making those panic moves. And, and, and I know that sometimes you have to make a ballsy move and there's difference. Sometimes you do, but you, it should be a thought about move. You know, you should think about it um, and make those educated gambles. Yeah. Some people do panic and I see them in my head-to-heads panic and play funny buggers. And some people even muck themselves up. The other person, I was with a person who tried to loop, but then they realized that they um, didn't have anyone to loop in. So they had to update trading, bring in enough, you know, and that's just a panic, silly move on their part, you know? So um, just yeah. try to keep you cool as best you can. Absolutely. I think that it's like, uh, I think Nico Hines is a perfect example there in round five. Um, I don't think that was a panic move because we all wanted to get him in eventually. It was just a ballsy move to, uh, in the case of when you wanted to get him in. So um, definitely can can understand that. Uh, let's move into buy, hold, and tells. Number one, Ruben Garrick. Monster break even off the back of a concussion in a manly side where Turbo hasn't looked at his best. Uh, he's playing the Tigers. Uh, genuine captaincy option. <laughs> yeah, he's playing the Tigers. So you, you get a feeling that there could be some joy in there. There could be some goals and there could be a couple of tries for Ruben. I'll be putting him in my same same game multi. The, the dude could hit his 100 break even just in fucking goal kicks alone this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Joey Mano. Now, obviously, now I hate this. I hate the fact that he's being named at six because Ado and I, I think Ado hates it as well because we were both bringing him in regardless uh, behind the yeah. curtain. He was both in our trade plans. Uh, the move at six is obviously just solidified it for us. Uh, people asking me, is this good or is this bad? It's it's good. Uh, more touches yeah. on the footy for Joe Manu is what we want. Uh, you think Luke here is going to be doing a lot of the ball playing. So Manu is going to be able to sit a little bit deeper. I think if you're a Tedesco owner, this is good news as well. Uh, overall, yeah, just really, really big on Joey Manu. Um, another guy, look, I know center wings are flavor of the month because Karaz has gone down. Some people are uh, downgrading from Cam uh, Pereira. If you don't have the money for for a Garrick or a Manu, we mentioned him last week, and I was tempted to pull the trigger on him, and I didn't end up doing it. I think it's Jack Bird. I mean, playing eighty minutes, he's gone 75, 73, 60 for five hundred and seventy k, whatever he is. It's not exciting at all. But mm. by season's end, he could be your two RF number five. He could be your center wing number five. Mm. 
Yeah, I think he's just going to get safe sort of 60s, and, and he's certainly got an ability to do something sort of X-Factory as well. Um, and I reckon down there, if you're sort of struggling for that fourth that you're happy because you missed out on Miller, you know, and others got a little bit too more ex- too much expensive for you, I reckon you could jump on a on, on a um, bird and oh, get it's a It's not safe- exciting. He's not going to be a league winner. Like, if you're going into Sunday afternoon needing 120 points, Jack Bird ain't going to be it. But he's going to be a guy that won't let you down with a with a 25 um that someone like a Ronaldo Molotalo could have. He's also another another big buy, I think, Ado. As mm. I said before, you know, round one scored peanuts. Nico Hines wasn't there. I'm happy to dis- to discredit that. We we highlighted in the preseason, without Wade Graham playing, um, you know, in that left-back row slot, he's averaging like 85. And since round one, he hasn't had a score under 60. And the, mm. the draw gets pretty good. And as we said, like, they're starting to hit their straps. So I think Ronaldo, um, mm. if you didn't... If you're if you if you're someone like an Ado who already owns Manu... And sorry, that already owns Garrick, and you wanted to get Martin with another premium. I don't hate Ronaldo. I know that your uh, esteemed co-host, Supercoach Guns, is very big on Siani Katoa. Mm. Don't know fucking why. <laughs> well, I mean, Nico's on that side of the field. But, I mean, the um, ball's not going to him. Jesse Raymond doesn't pass. Well, you know, yeah, Raymond doesn't pass. That's for sure. I mean, look, it is a much much cheaper option for you, but I reckon you get out of the left side. Even Talakai. I mean, yeah, I'd rather Talakai over Katoa. Yeah, me, me too. So, um, look, Ronnie has got his swag on this year and looks terrific to me. Um, what's he cost? He's over six hundred now. Uh, he's he? like seven thirty, seven forty. Oh, he's not he's cheap. Too expensive. I, I still think there's val- not value, but I think he could be keeper status. Uh, let's move into the holds. We, you mentioned it before, Joey Tarpany. I'm not sure why I'm seeing Joe Tarpany in the most sold list. I get it, Ricky's fucking stupid, but like forty nine minutes a game is going to get better. He's a Kiwi. He's a front row forward gun. Apart from yeah. Max, apart from Max King and Payne Haas, there there ain't really many that are doing it. Maybe Tino, but he's going to play Origin. And he's mo- boatloads expensive. Mm. I'm not sure why I'm seeing Joey Tarpany as a sell. No, I don't reckon. I mean, if if you're selling him because they're on the buy, you're a bloody idiot. Because this, you know, I see Max King's on on the list for you know buy ins, but you're you're selling someone who's going to play thirteen for someone who's not. You know, if you're I look, I I have the biggest hard on for Maxing in the world. Know Every, everyone do. knows that, but ain't no fucking way I'm selling Joe Tarpany for him. Nah, I mean, you move move a heaven and earth to get Max King elsewhere, but I'm not selling Joe Tarpany for him. Nor am I selling Preston from the Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm selling him. Are ya? Why? I'll tell you why. Because Hosking, I think, has got a higher ceiling. Probably, well, you know, actually, I think he's in a better team. And I think the wheels have fallen off injury-wise for the dogs. He still scored 60 forward. and they got fucking wrestled. I'm going to hold forward because he plays 13. I would just try and move Hurth. I know I know who you're bringing in. We'll touch on this. I just don't think Preston's, Preston's a sell. I mean, not for me anyway, but I can understand yeah, I mean, why when you're bringing in the, the massive biceps of Ryan Madison, we'll, we'll get on your trade shortly. Ooh. I just think in a side that is so poor, in a side that is getting absolutely dominated, He's still scoring 60. and yeah, He looks solid. But I think that Ford will probably score 55, 60, and he fuck, plays 13. It'll be Ford. handy in 13. And who, do you, who would you rather hold if you had to sell one out of Preston and Hosking? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yeah, I guess the, the round 13 doesn't help, but still, like, I just think we, we find other ways. Like, sell... sell Sell your two cash cow center wings before I'm selling Preston, and then move some stuff around. That's that's just me. However, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can both agree that Lofi Pereira is a sell. He's done an absolutely wonderful job, absolute yeah. sensation. Has made 370k. He's nearly 600k. Absolutely wonderful. Break even of 75. Now is the chance to jump off, take your winnings, and go home. Yeah, he, he, he just reeks to me of someone where you're like, ooh, he had such a low floor, but he's done such a terrific job. He's made such good money. He, he is. I think I think a very, very similar point at this point last year is when I jumped off Xavier Coates. I think he got back-to-back 200s, uh, back-to-back 100s, and then, he got a, and then he got a 40. And I was like, look, fuck, this is perfect. You know, high ceiling center wing has just gone bang, bang. Now's the chance to move off. Because I don't want to hold Lofi Khan Pereira, him being at 570, because he is the kind of guy, Ado, who could be 380k in four weeks' time. Yeah, I think so. And I think that while the going is good now, and that is that big break even, um, you could do it now and, and just bank the money and do good things with it because he's close enough to other players. Um, you know, um, that's the thing. You know, you, you're saying, oh, you upgrade these guys to get in a premium. And, you know, I'm doing that with Preston, who I, and, and I'm going up to a matter who I think is rock solid for a 75. So. Um, you know, if you can get Cam Pereira up to like a Joey Mardu or you can get him up to a, you know, a Garrick or whatever, just do it now, you know, because he's he's made his money. He's done a great job. It doesn't mean that he can't make more, but I reckon he's probably a statistically a higher chance of losing the it. risk. Yeah, the risk versus reward. I mean, look, Fafita is fucking unreal on the left edge this year. But all it takes is two games for that to dry up. We know Lofty Cam Pereira will score six points. He might score 10 points combined in a fortnight. And all of a sudden, that money's gone. And the thing is, I probably... I, I don't know about you, but I probably will never play the, never play the kid. No matter, no matter what. I just can't. I think I played him twice. He for, did for fuck all. I missed the good one. <laughs> yeah. So he's such a frustrating um, one to own. But again, as a financial move, and that's the thing, I think the finances are nearly done. Absolutely. I think we can all agree on Jacob Carraz as a sell as well. I mean, three weeks on the sideline minimum and with a massive break even. Might come back into my side when he's fit. I could be running with five guns and a wings. Not not, a, not opposed to that at all. Uh, just I just think for 660k, when you've got Manu, you've got Garrick, they're emerging. The, I just think the money is better suited elsewhere. If we didn't have any options and Taruba was putting up 55, 60 points a game, Khan Pereira had a base of, say, 30, I would be more opposed to holding. But I just think with all the options that we have and how limited you know our, our resources are on our bench, then I think we're probably time to move on. Yeah, three three weeks for a six hundred and fifty k. You know, if it was a forward, you wouldn't do it. If he if he played back if against he, a monster break even as well. If you played round thirteen, I could understand the hold as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, just so many things in his factor that probably result you know, in a in a sell. Manu at five eighth, Garrick with a good matchup. Taruva, AKP, and Warwick being being very inconsistent. Um, I think all those things lead to a, lead to a sell, unfortunately, which pains me because I, you know, 
I got him over over Reese Walsh, which yeah. yeah, he's an unexpected thing because we did sort of plan. He was putting up numbers where you're like, well, I've got no reason to move him. I'm going to keep him here, and he can just stay here all year. Now we've had an unexpected move. We've got to move him, and yeah. so it's it's a little spanner, unfortunately, because it's just long enough on the sidelines to to force your hand. I think. Moving into the host recap, where both hosts on this podcast somehow managed to scrape a 1,000-plus this week, which seems like an okay score. I mean, I got red arrows. You got red arrows, but they weren't overly oh, bad. I got green arrows. Oh, you got a little green one? Lovely. Yeah, I got a five, five, four, 400 or something. I don't know. I was at 9.9 nine or something. I'm near 9.5. Two, two now. Yeah, so, so you little green ones. finished up with 1,052 with a total score of 7,885 for you, Ado, in currently 9,522nd spot. However, you're 3,500 spots behind me and there's 100 points between us. I finished on 1,004 thanks to updates, 7,950 total points with a rank of 6,162nd. So still very, very early days and it, it's those hairline decisions. You know, I, I buy Walsh over Karaz and I'm in the top 300. So... No, it is what it is. I mean, it, it happens. We plan, um, gone pretty hard with the trades early, as yeah. as have you, and we set our teams yeah. up for for long term success. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Your take, not mine. I didn't bother getting any, but we'll review last week's. Oh, Sam Haynes has had a Sam s- shit the bed here. S- uh, stinker, uh, Sam Munster will be a top three for the point scoring this week. Oh boy. Oh, I don't even think he was in in the whole team, was he in the in the Melbourne Thorn team? No, no, that that was that was down to one William Brick Warbrick uh, was the top scorer, which was uh, lovely to see. Um, all right, Will Tosh, week of the mid range two RFs, Hosking Katoa, uh, sorry, uh, Hosking Katoa and Hop. I don't know. Hosking. Yeah, no, I, I wrote this last week. I didn't fix it. There was a there was another mid range two RF. Anyway, good or Ford, he's probably one he, of them. he wanted he wanted all them to go hundred. They didn't. Um and. KLR Finn said, CNK 100 versus the Cowboys. Ado was fucking wishing this one on like a house on fire because you bought him, didn't you? I did bring him in. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was, um, I think he was underscored, personally. I think they missed tackle breaks and runs on him. I think he was in the late 30s, hey, maybe put, early 40s. Put your hat back on and wrap it in tinfoil. Fuck off. I already watched it. He's, he's, he, they, they missed tackle breaks and runs. They're just shit scoring. And let's not pretend that they're not. Anyway, <laughs> I brought him in and he fucking sucked. So I'm sure. I, I think they, I think they missed Jackson Ford as well. I think I saw him get get two tries with line breaks as well. That, that wasn't added. So yeah, fine, all right. <laughs> Let's move into the captain choices for the week. We will run through game by game because uh, the Bunnies versus the versus the what are they called? The Panthers, them ones. N- nothing, nothing really stands out to me in this game. I mean, Cleary. I just think with with a better matchup for Hines, I'm going to fade both of these. If if I was VCing Hines, or sorry, if I was captaining Hines, then I would probably lean towards a high upside guy like a Brian Toto, um, or another man in the next game, Dylan Brown. I think is a pretty fine VC option uh, if you're looking for some kind of upside. I say mm. that he's just a walking sixty. Um, Mike Acevo, I know a lot of people are bringing in Mike Acevo. He could be another one. What are you? What are your real, realistic expectations of Reese Walsh in this game? Because you're an owner, um, and this is sort of the moment that you've been fearing, where the draw does start to turn. Uh, yeah, what, what I mean, it, it is an interesting watch, obviously for me, because I reckon it's been a hair off being a low score because he does not do too much in the first half, and then just are you are you ever looking half. at selling? 
I'm going to sell him um, if the scoring dries up. I mean, why would you sell him now with what he's scoring? So this is the real litmus test. Um, we'll see how he scores this week. If it's if it's a low one this week, their draw gets hard enough. I mean, well, if you're I, selling I Walsh this, this week to Teddy, you make 200k. I put this to you. Um, Broncos next week. Uh, Broncos this week, I should say. And then they play the the Rabbitohs. So let's say Reese Walsh goes 30-30. And then you're looking down at round eleven, up against up against uh, the up against Manly, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, have I, is any of these is Garrick fullback centering? He is. Yeah, so I mean, look, if if Reese gets a couple of bad ones, or even as soon as that beast looking ugly, you know, maybe you move him on and get Garrick down to centre wing, and you can bring yourself in a. Mulatalo were one of these bloody gun center wingers. Yeah, so I think it'll be very, very squeaky bum time, um, especially if you're a Latrell and a Walsh owner. Like, if you run that combo, then fuck, it could be very, very squeaky bum time for you. Uh, yeah. However, Nico Hines taking on the Canterbury-Brankstown Bulldogs. <sighs> I don't know whether to VC or just to straight seed the kid. Well, um, he should have some joy. I mean, if it was at Shark Park, then I think you just go straight for the sea. I think he can put a VC on him. Um, he looks like the most obvious one for a VC. I have no option to loop this week, which is fucking terrible. Unless I sell Granville to enough, which is really... Oh, you don't have a Braden Willie Army like me. I do not. And I, I had a Lindsay Smith. I had a Lindsay Smith until until he was brought back into the fold. Um, I, I've got no way to loop unless I trade out Granville to enough, um, which sounds fine. Well, look, but... I, will say, I will say I think that he is probably a stronger looking captain to me than Turbo, who looks look, like he's short of a gallop. Mate, I, I don't I know. I don't know. Mate, Manu I, might be ahead of him. I benched Turbo last week, as everyone knows. I was fucking shitting the bed. I literally, I have never beat more. I've never beat more stressful in Supercoach ever. Mm-hmm. Like just watching him, he he took that first hit up. He looked like a house on fire, and I was like, "Fuck!" It's a lot of stress for your extra seven points. Oh, mate, that's the thing. Done. Like I put myself through so much anxiety <laughs> for fucking seven points. Yeah. 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 Um, look, you can. Go, I reckon um, you know Nico or or um, Manu in the six there up against his soft matchup probably looked terrific to me. Um, I, I'm going to probably go. I, I'm I'm going to go a VC Nico because I can VC loop, and I'm going to decide who I want to go between a you know a sort of injured um, a t- a Turbo and and I reckon less people will captain Manu. I think he'd be less owned as well. So Isn't there some crazy... I'm going to pull up... I'm going to pull up um, NRL SC stats. Uh, I think there's some crazy stat where the Tigers actually defend fullbacks pretty well, but in saying that, Turbo is an anomaly. Um, so let me pull up the rankings per position. Uh, position versus teams. NRL SC stats. The Tigers... Uh, oh, never mind. The Tigers are the third worst team in defending fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, they're the third worst team in everything. Oh, actually, no. They're, no, the, they're, worst, they're um, the worst team in everything. On the ladder. Um, yeah, look, oh, it's tough for me. I'm probably going to VC Nico because, um, if it, if worse comes to worse, I will just trade Granville at four enough. Um, because, and, and that would only be like 160 plus. Yeah. Because like, if I'm, yeah, if I'm, if I'm, right. if I'm, if I'm boosting literally just a loop, then I want to have, uh, yeah, a, 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 subse- a subsequent reason to do it. Um, because yeah. look, it wouldn't be an issue if the fact that Grant wasn't on a buy next week. Um, that means I'm trading out trading, trading out Granville for enough, and I'm basically copying an, an AE next week for, for for no reason. So that's that. Um, the Cowboys. Hey, Starling. 
Oh, I actually, I actually wasn't. It actually wasn't a bad shout, to be honest. Um, <laughs> because he will play over the Origin period, and he's not awful, and he'll be fine. I, I didn't hate that. I think I have the cash in the bank as well for Starling. Not that I want to, because my plans for the trades next week were, um, to uh, Alamotti to Croker, and like Ben Murdoch-Masilla to, or no, sorry, Isaiah Katoa to Joe Tarpany, which sounds like some fucking weird jewels because I just moved shoes to down to two RF. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that would be the case. So I do want to try and keep the money in the bank. Um, Cowboys Knights, not really much excites me here. Oh, we didn't no. we didn't meet in the in the to- in the talking points. Calum Pong is back. Really good to see that as well. So yep. um, excited to see him back play some footy. Dolphins Titans. Um, who's on the right edge for the Titans? I think they're gonna have a really tough time defending Fafita because he is looking lethal. I was looking into his stats today, Ado. Last year he was running 112 meters a game. This year he's running 168. So much much yeah. more involved. Uh, yeah. Much, much more Keeps involved. More involved hey, and hey, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Give Fafita some early fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, he, you know, he, I was, how many tries has he got this year? This, zero. going to be some tries soon. It's going to be some tries. He has zero tries. So and he's still averaging 75. So fucking watch out. Um, the Tigers versus the Seagulls. Uh, a lot of eyes will be on this. This game reeks of 2021 Sunday Arvo Turbo um, because he could kill it. Also, something to note this week, Ado, the fucking schedule for games is weird. One game, one game on Thursday, one game on Friday, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, no games on Monday, two games on Tuesday. Uh, RIP to any Supercoach content creator out there because our schedule is fucking ruined because <laughs> we still got footy on Tuesday. The podcast yeah, they, won't, they won't do the updates any quicker or better. Oh, mate, the, the updates will be lucky to come out before fucking kickoff on Thursday. Come out on the, the uh, halftime in the Sydney Roosters versus the St. George Dragons, and they'll purposely underscore Nico by 40 points. Oh, yes, 100%. And say unicorns. 100%. Um, but, yeah, the podcast will be out on Wednesday next week, not Tuesday, just because of the scheduling. Um, yeah, I mean, who's going to, Who's going higher, Gary or Turbo? Oh, yeah. Because I mean, Turbo it's... Turbo plays both sides of the field, yes. But Gary's yeah. got the goal kicking to make up for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they both have, like, the enormous ceiling, and Garrick's got it because Turbo gets the ball to him, and he's... Um, I, can you know, still, he, I, gets... I can't ever forget the fact that Garrick has a 200-point game next to his name. Yeah, well, That's I mean, fucking Garrick mental. Can, well, I mean, it's plausible that he has three tries and, and you eight, know, eight goals. 15 kicks a goal. So, yeah. If you had to, if you had to captain one, are you captaining Turbo or are you captaining Garrick? Because if it was a vice captaincy, I would probably vice captain Garrick. But if you had to put your balls in line and captain one of the two, where are you going? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Turbo. Because um, when Turbo's up and about, no one can stop him, and I and I don't think the Tigers have any weapons out there to stop him, um, unfortunately. So, um, look, I reckon he he or, or Manu will be, you know, those captaincy options for me this week i'm going to pick between them you know if you don't you just say you don't know if you've got latrell and walsh and you've got a garrick i wouldn't be against going to captain on garrick the only saving know. only saving grace for the tigers is they do have two very good defensive back rowers however the wingers halves and centers are not much to write home about um the roosters up against the dragons this one wouldn't have piqued my interest at all for captaincy uh, until we see some beautiful dark-skinned kiwi wearing the number six jersey yeah, I mean, I like it as a move because he's less owned. You'll probably be lower on the captain. Um, we talk about those little moves. And I reckon um, I see him getting a ton, you know, and, and it's just, you know, I see Gary getting a ton. And you you think T- Turbo is probably going to get some joy pr- for a ton. You know, I can see that even from Hines this week. There's a lot of tons uh, uh, available because of the games they've got. 
Um, and I just Manu there in at the six. I reckon uh, the sky's the limit. He, he's shown that he can get a ceiling. I don't see him getting setting up tries and scoring him himself um, this week, and he could go very large. So uh, I don't mind him as a bit of a shout. If you want to go the road less traveled, you want to get someone who's a lower percentage owner owned and a, and a lower percent captain. Yeah, absolutely. And the last game of the round, seven o'clock on a Tuesday. I still can't get my head around that. The Storm taking on the Warriors. I wouldn't be touching this game at all. I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it'll be really, really close. Anzac Day clash as well. Um, they'll always be up for the the Waz. Yeah, they'll get up for it, and they're, they're a much improved team. I think they've got a couple of big ins. Obviously, Meany's back and Nelson's back into the front row as well um, for the Melbourne Storm. So I'm tipping them to win, um, but I don't reckon it'll be an absolute shellacking. Um, and they don't even really seem to have uh, captainable options, uh, unfortunately, because Munster's not... Sh- you know, he's been solid until last week's game, but he hasn't really gone a big 150 or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably stay away from that one. Awesome, awesome. Let's move into our personal trades. Wrong one. Um, so, yes, as alluded to already, uh, we are using our fifth and final boost. Red Money, uh, Lofty Camperera, Jacob Carraz, all out of the building. Uh, I'll bring in, I'll, I'll name the two smaller ones, uh, Joey Manu and Ruben Garrick, just some guys to fill in the spots. But the headline act, North Queensland faithful, Jake Renville. Oh. Yeah. I, I look forward to the one where we talk about how much you regret this. Oh, mate, fuck, uh, pencil in. Pencil in for round 11, uh, where I'm just like, why the fuck is Jake Renville playing seven minutes off the bench and scoring two points? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll wait and see, eh? Um, look, hey, 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 look, he, he is... Playing big minutes. Todd's got a hard on for him. Uh, they still named Tom Chester on the bench. Mate, yeah. All I'm asking for is 50 minutes. Just get me He's 35, such a weird 40 coach, points. Man. I just, you know, you can't get involved, I don't reckon, in the forwards. Um, me, I'm doing Karaz out, Taruva's done, and I am selling Preston because I want to hold Hosking and Ford. You want me to sell someone else, but I need the money because I'm getting Maddo, the big, <laughs> sexy. Gun show, Maddo. Look, he's going to play round 13 if he doesn't get picked for Origin. Man, imagine if he gets picked, for, imagine if he gets picked for fucking Origin. He might. He might just get picked. I, I really hope they go with um, Hamaoli, personally. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, look, I'm just taking a risk. I think um, Maddo is going to get sort of 75 every game. I like having him there to bolster up the second row forward. And I'm going to grab Manu. Um, my third trade is, I don't know, it could be Croker. It could be Dunster. The biggest thing for me was that Simmonson's there on the extended and Dunster held. Yeah, but he, um, Ado, he's 230k, right? Yeah. He has a fucking 30 dime break even. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How do you have a 30 dime break even being nearly fucking bottom dollar? This well, reeks. I'm a Raiders fan, and I don't know if it's going to be Chris or, or Croker that go, and they're, they're very happy with what Chris has done. This, this reeks of um, this reeks of uh, Momrasia. From last year being bottom dollar and still fucking losing money. Losing money. Well, I mean, look, I could go Croker and at least I'll loan a Raider. I'm not getting to watch any football this week because we're on the fucking buy. Um, so hey, two yeah, points, I've mate. Got... Ta- hey, take. Hey, as I keep saying to everyone, the Tigers got more points last week than the uh, than the Roosters. So yeah, uh, look. So it'll be one smelly one. It'll either be Croker or it'll be um, Hayes Perham. I mean, uh, it'll be who Dunster. It'll be Dunster. So we'll have to wait and see. I just reckon I want someone. I, that's why I was like, if I had enough money, I'd go Rebus because he's a safe 35 and he's going to play to around 27. I have, a so, ge- I have a genuine question for you. Now, you turn your nose up at Granville, obviously because it's Jake Granville. 
But what makes Sonny Luke so much of a better prospect? Well, it doesn't really. He, he doesn't. I mean, probably the better team. Um, and we kind of feel like maybe he's going to grow into minutes as the year goes on. Um, but I just think, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't loved everything I've seen from Sonny Luke and I just, I don't love I mean, hands, Ramble hands, or Luke. Hands sucks. Luke sucks. Let's just fucking roll the dice with Jakey G. Yeah, just. It, can, it. it can't be any just worse than Sonny. It can't be just any worse enough. than Sonny Luke. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, look, it's ugly, but sometimes those ugly picks work out for you. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I was supposed to have a podcast question, and I think someone actually submitted a podcast question as I was recording. Uh, it's actually about five. So I'm going to read these off the cuff. These could be terrible questions, so I do apologize. Uh, a good friend of the show, Will Tosh. What advice would you give for picking enough this early on? My two-week plan for now and next week involves Skelton, who is who in the end was not picked. Croker would really make the chances of my plans working thin, and Dunster would free up some more cash if it isn't great. Thoughts? I am not a fan of deliberately nothing in round eight of a fucking buy season. I just think you're asking for trouble. I think you're asking to get to round 17 and you're like, I've actually got no money generation. Uh, yeah. Because some of the cheapies that you pick will burn out. Lindsay Smith, yeah. Ben I mean, Murdoch, look, if, you get a, if you get a Dunster now, he's a warm body. And if he does lose his spot, he becomes enough. And the same with Croker. If Croker holds his spot, they get him to 300. And, and Chris might go back as a utility or something on the bench. You know, There is a big, big, big difference between picking a back and picking a forward in this situation because the forward could become Lindsay Smith who plays six minutes off the bench and fucks your team. Whereas Dunster or Croker won't hurt you too bad. I don't think they're going to be being utility men off the bench. Hopefully that helps. I mean, I've got, I've got Braden Williami who started well and he's got a neg break even, but he's calf. I don't see him in the extended or anything. At least he's dual. He's center wing second row forward just come in handy. And if you were good enough, which I don't approve, I'm the same as you. Get someone who you can move around in your team like that if you if you can, if you want. It's Absolutely. handy when you've got to do a trade and you want to get a second role when you're selling a center winger. Absolutely. You know, so that's the only advice I'd give. But I wouldn't be doing it either. I hate having Willie Army there, and I'm just hoping that it's still just because of injury and that he does come back in. He was favoured at the I still don't know why you I still don't know why you fucking point. Well, um, e Z Z Z Z Z A says, Is Angus a wait and see? Or do you think he's a straight trade in? Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. I love Angus to bits, but even Trent Robertson has said that um, he's probably going to be worked up to minutes. And Can't go him off, off the bat. I no. am actually considering a forward to Angus in round 14 because forward's value will be done in round 14 and we should be able to move mm. some money to get yep. uh, big Gus in. So that's that's like, my thinking. What about yep. you? Yeah, I don't reckon you go straight away. Um, he's going to work up to minutes. Hopefully we get him a little bit cheaper. Um, and hopefully, like you said, you can you move one of these minis who's done well um, up to him for not too expensive. You know, you, there's other ones you can go. What's his price? You know, is he close enough to Maddo? Maddo's a better buy Angus, now. Angus is still full price from last year. We're getting no yeah. discount. Yep. So, nah, definitely not. And the last one, his house who's, 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 uh, says, need a front row forward or 2RF I can use while Tarpany has to buy this week. Any suggestions? Now, I wanted to highlight this because one, he's offered me no financial ins- insight, so I'm not actually going to give him a player. But two, I think it highlights a good thing of making a trade for the sake of making a trade. Making a trade for the sake of filling a body. Just play Dave Mowali this week. I mean, cop the 35 points. Be like, oh, yeah, look. Yeah, play Mowali for 35. Would you Would you rather bomb a trade for 50 points or just play Mowali for, for 35 and, and yeah? Yeah. No, I agree. I reckon you just take the hit this week. You get Sapni back in there next week. 
and you're back up and, and running again. So um, it's 30 points for one week, and I think that you don't price a trade at 30 points. Nor do I. Uh, let's move into tips because I pulled one back last week um, after Ado famously said that the Roosters were morals and playing in really good form. The yep. Sharkies got the upset, so we pulled one back. So Ado's on 32 correct tips for the year. I am on 29. Cool, yeah. Uh, let's... <laughs> <laughs> the buddies and the Panthers, my friend. I will. I just think the the Panthers, you know, they're they're peaking. They're 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 really really hitting it. Yeah, I'm going to go the Panthers as well. I reckon. Um, you know, the Knights were a pretty decent matchup last week. They they really fought hard, but even they'll grow from that. Penrith Panthers snatching the win. Um, snatching, so snatching. Uh, yeah, very very topical. Uh, based off that Knights game. Um, thanks to some lost just locks of Jerome Luai. No disrespect to the Knights. They played one of the best games of footy they could play, and the Panthers played one of the worst games of footy they could play, and the Panthers still walked away with two points. Yep, I've got them for the win this week. Uh, the Parramatta Eels are actually the underdogs against the Broncos up in yeah. up in very, very cold Darwin. <laughs> Where are we leaning? I'm going to go the Eels in this one. Um, I just reckon the Broncos are not quite as shiny as they were when they started the season. Um, they're still, you know... On the ladder, they're doing exceptionally well, but I just reckon they might be um, just a tick below where they were to start the year. So I'm going to go the Eels. I think, you know, when you can bring Hopgood off the bench of that and Maddow's back, Lane's back, then they need a statement game. Um, I don't think last week was that statement game against the decimated Bulldogs, so I think that they're going to be up for this one. I'm going to tip the Eels. I will also be tipping the Eels in this one, I think. Um, however, if you're a Payne Haas, if you're a Carrigan, if you're a... Bolo, if you're an RCG, and I think they'll be getting big points this week. I think they'll be a big, big battle through the middle. The dogs up against the Sharkies. Uh, look, unfortunately, the dog, what, I don't know what's what's in the water at Belmore this year, uh, but it's cursed, and I'm going to be taking the Sharks. Same. I'll be taking the Sharks. I actually think this will be a really good game. Um, North Queensland up against the Newcastle Knights. I'm going to lean towards North Queensland just because it's up there. Um, they do have no Tamalolo. But mm. I think Scott Drinkwater coming back in has really helped them. I think they looked they looked a lot more lively in attack, and I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Yeah, in saying that, Callum Ponga is back, so the Knights could be in with a shout. I want to go the Cowboys as well. I think they play um, better at home um, for sure, and uh, they really need a win, don't they? I think um, the, the Knights put a lot into last week's game, and you know if you're Anti-Ponga, and people are worried that he might make them worse. Rubbish. Now they've been going. Rubbish. Um, I'm going to tip the cows. The Finns up against the Titans. I am going to take the underdogs, surprisingly, the Gold Coast Titans. I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to go the Dolphins uh, in this one. Uh, they're just sort of... Um, they're, they're two different contrasting type styles, aren't they? I think that they've got a bit more grit. So it's like grit against that... Um, you know, the, the flashiness of the Titans. And I reckon that the defense will hold up. I reckon uh, Felice will be back in there doing, it'll either be really illegal or it'll just be massive hits. Um, and I'm going to tip the Dolphins up good, the fins. Good to see we've differed on one of these. Uh, the yep. West Tigers versus the Manly Seagulls. I don't think we're going to be differing here. Uh, you couldn't give me money to put on the Tigers this week. I'm going to be taking the Seagulls. In saying that though, Mr. Soros, teams this year off the bye are 6-1. and one. Yeah, except it's the West Tigers. So, it no, <laughs> I'm going to go Manly in this one. 
yes, not much more to say there. The Anzac Day clash headlined by the Roosters up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I am going to take the Joey Manu 150-point lead. Sydney Roosters. Same. Not much more to say there. And nah. the last game of the round, the Melbourne Storm up against the New Zealand Warriors. I am taking the Melbourne Storm. Yep, I'm taking the Storm as well. So, like I said, it's going to be a bit closer than everyone expects. Um, yes. And, and if, if there's any game, I reckon that could be a, a major upset. That, that'll be the one for the week for me. So just to recap, we both have the Panthers. We both have the Eels. We both have the Sharks. I've gone the Cowboys. You've gone the Knights. I've I gone... gone the Knights. No, sorry, but you've gone, you've gone the Cowboys. I've gone the Titans. You've gone the Dolphins. We've both gone the Seagulls. We've both gone the Roosters. And we've both gone the Storm. My friend, that is everything done. Um, the only difference to trades last week is I said I wasn't going to be making any. Uh, you called yeah. me a fucking liar, and <laughs> I was. Uh, I ended up pussing out of the Christian Welch experiment, and we brought in big TPJ. Now, mm. let's quickly talk TPJ before we finish up, because he led the league in offloads, scored 53 points in his first game back. Uh, what are you thinking as a non-owner? You're like, oh, you know, might get me a bit of, bit of TPJ pie, or are you happy to let that one go through to the keeper? Yeah, I'll let it go through to the keeper because, you know, you'll either blow a hammy or he'll he'll lose his head if someone gets under his skin. So enjoy your first week. Talk to me after three weeks and see if, if you regret doing it. I can't wait for the 106 points this week and then the 12 next week where he punches the referee in the head. <laughs> Love it. My friend, thank you once again for joining us. We'll be back uh, same time Wednesday next week, not Tuesday, uh, because Peter Volandi has the scheduling capacity of a four-year-old. Um, so yes, we'll, we'll see you back next week, uh, and, uh, stay safe, have fun, speak to you, uh, yeah, soon. See you later, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.